You're with Pastor Troy right here. We're getting excited. We got a special program for you. You're going to be seeing over the next few weeks until we get ready for season two. You're going to be seeing the best of the On the Dock season one. These will be coming at you hard and steady. I want you to get them out there. Check them out. Help us get them out to your friends. We want to see you on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes as well. But this is the best of, get this, the best of season one. Get ready for it. We're going to be coming at you with a super season two coming up this August. We'll see you soon. Enjoy this episode of On the Dock season one. Best of. You're on the dock with Pastor Troy and the On the Dock gang. We're excited and we are here. We want our desire is to help you explode your faith across this region for Jesus Christ. Wherever you're listening to us, we're glad you're joining us tonight. We have got a great conversation planned for you. Let me tell you a little bit about us. We're here to try to propel you out into the deep. We want to get you out there where you can enjoy that conversation with us and then get out into the deep. And our goal is to get you out of shallow waters and in the deep. We got some deep discussion for you tonight. We're going to get into it. We think it's going to really push you out and get you ready to be about the things of God. You can find us, you already have found us, but you can find us on all of our partner stations. We've got great platforms for you. YouTube, uh, that's our number one platform. We want you to join us there if you can at all possible. But we're also available podcast wise at iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can find us all those on audio and uh, we'll try to give you a good play-by-play so you can enjoy that if your car and you're moving around, whatever. Facebook's also a good video platform for us, Roku. Go to Roku, download the SermonNet app and you'll find us at On the Dock with Pastor Troy. Rumble as well and SermonNet. Download that app at SermonNet's a great app. And also our media, our social media. You can reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and and telegram reach out to us talk to us chat with us tell us what you like um we're, we're interested in reaching out to you and by the way on all those different platforms wherever you are please subscribe to us like us share us make comments hit notification on your platform so we can be connected with you and and and, and you can be uh with us in that so there's lots of ways to talk to us and finally patreon we're on patreon and you can support us that way if you want to be a part of the podcast you want to be a part of our partnership go to patreon and check out the partnership and the different support levels we would love to have you as part of our on the dock team so Come on out and do that with us, and we're excited. Finally, you can find us always. If you want to find one of our platforms, you don't know how to get there, go to www.onthedock.org. Our wonderful communications team leader, Haley Adelini, has built a website that just gets you right to the place you need to be. So go there, www.onthedock.org. Haley's done a great job. You can find the different clicks and links. You can find the Patreon link. And you can also email us if you just get lost, you just want help. Info at onthedock.org. Send us an email. Donna Kranuski will take a look at that, get it to the right person, and get it happening. And if you want one of these beautiful coffee mugs, this look at this on the dock 
coffee mug. That's cool. Uh, you can reach out and become a Patreon partner. Reach out to her, and she'll tell you how to do that. And you can be one of the first to get one of those first 72 available mugs. After that, we'll get a new design. It's a limited edition. Limited. Uh, thank you. That's limited. It. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. It's a limited edition. Great idea. Hey, I've got my, my in-studio here. I've got an incredible, incredible team for you as we get ready for Foundation of Truth Series Part 5. This is what we're calling our Roundtable on Truth. The Roundtable on Truth. We're going to get at the truth. We've been talking about it for four parts. Now we're going to get deeper into a few things that you guys have talked about, and we're going to try to not only throw out the issues, but now we're going to try to offer hope. First Peter 3.15 says, be prepared to give an answer for the hope that's within you, but do this with gentleness and meekness. We're going to go back. I'm going to throw some of these things back at you, like baseballs. I was a catcher. Pitchers threw balls at me, and I threw them back. So I'm going to throw some of these balls back at you. And then what I want you to do is let's talk about how we can give our friends on the dock with us today uh, some tools to get ready to pick that ball up and get back out there into the deep and now serve God in a new way with it. So the things we talked about are very intimidating. There's there's issues there, but I think God has solutions in there to help us take those and enhance us and make us stronger. So we're going to look at that today. My guest across the table, there's my co-host, Ben Adelini. I would say he's lovely, but he's just handsome. He's not really lovely, but he's handsome. He's a handsome co-host. And back to his right is Donna Kronuski, our executive producer. She's who you'll be reaching out to, and she's our main point of reference out there on the social media sphere. To my right's my bride, Mother Beth Benetone joining us in the studio. What a great team. Our inaugural podcast show. This will wrap up that inaugural podcast show that we're looking at foundations of truth. So we're going to do that today. The maiden voyage, the maiden voyage, (laughs) maiden (laughs) voyage. We've been looking at this walk in the truth. We took the sermon series from February to May at community. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Oh, I forgot to introduce over there in our sound booth, you can't see him, is Lucas Winkler. He's our executive director, and he has added special effects. We are pumped about that. I like that. I love it. I love it. It just got so scary. I know. I know. You know, I hate spiders. We asked people in in the previous episode to tell us how to what eat spiders, and that's like a spider sound. So it's really EBGB's smile. So we did this walk in the truth. series here at at community faith our host church february to may go check that out it's much it's much deeper but it doesn't have the richness of our discussion but if you want to get to some foundational stuff go deeper do that back up and listen to our podcast episodes two three four and five and we're on episode six today go back and listen to those others and and i think it'll really enrich you and help you kind of get to where we are but today we're going to really get at solution really get a solution we've been looking at this concept of walking in the truth and we've been using the scripture I am the way, Jesus says, John 14, 6, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. What is this truth? What is this absolute truth? And we've been asking that question, what is truth? So I want to stick with that, and we're going to get into that. We learned that truth is that constant, uh, that constant, consistent mind, will, character, glory, being of God. We're talking about the truth of God, who God is, what he wants for us, and truth itself that we're talking about is the expression of God. When we when we are faithful to the truth that we're talking about, and we're talking about absolute truth. We're not just talking about true things, this is true, ice cream's truly good. We're talking about God foundational truth, things that should not be moved, things that should not be negotiable, 
things that should not change, things that should be the same, no matter what your IQ is, what your size is, color, background. It, it's just, they're concrete things. They're universal. They transcend time and space. And these are the things that we believe hold the fabric of our society together. Or if without it, we see society coming apart. And I think that feels a little bit like living in the world today. So we're going to get at that. And we're going to try to, we've already dispelled the concept of these two truths. There's, we do not believe here at On The Dock, there are there's a conventional relative truth where you get to decide how things are. We believe God has set things in order and we have to decide whether we'll walk along with God or not walk with God. If we walk with God, we'll walk into the good things of God and we'll walk into the promises of God. If we don't, then we're going to be walking against the current. We're going to be walking against the things of God. And with that comes the right to do that, but it also comes the consequences of choosing to go a different path. And so the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So we get to choose and, and, and nobody doubts that. So there are not two truths. You may have the freedom to walk another way, but there's not two truths. Only one will lead to the light. I think that's very clear. We, we've been talking about through this, some of those core values, those foundational principles, we call them the top eight, the word of God, the, the apostles creed, the foundational doctrine of the church. Um, and, and there's a lot of good doctrine there. Let me show you that doctrine real quick. The doctrine that we found in the creed is Trinity and creation, and our free will. I think a lot of our discussion about whether we obey the truth or not is in the free will decision. Because once you make that decision with your will, then you you would would either accept the things of God, the Trinity, uh, you accept Christ, you accept the atonement, you accept the resurrection. If you reject free will, then you just accept that, you, that everything's with you. And so we have these 14 incredible things from the Trinity to creation to free will, original sin, Jesus the Christ, atonement, resurrection, ascension, justification by faith, word of God, church, being a part of the church of Jesus Christ, the second coming, judgment, eternal life. We have these great things that, we, as we said, they're the unmovable, the untouchable, the unnegotiable, the, the unchangeable things. Now, let me go back to that list. The, the bigger list, we also talked about the sanctity of life. That's a resolved issue. I mean, God does not want us to murder. He doesn't want us to kill. The sanctity of Christian marriage, we know that he created them male and female, and he created the ability for us to have partnership and, and to, to love each other and to create life from that. He gave us creative authority. He said he created us in the image of God, male and female. It's in that image of God when you put my wife and I together that we have four beautiful children. So it's not he created me in the image of God. He created them in the image of God, male and female. And together, we're able to do something only God can do. We can reproduce our kind. I mean, it's it's a powerful thing, and 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 if if Beth is not a female, and I'm not a male, we cannot reproduce our kind in any way that's considered the way God intended. It doesn't mean that something else can't happen, or somebody can't create something. It just won't be of the plan of God. That doesn't mean a good thing can't come from a bad thing. It just means God has given a certain way. God given identity and sexuality. We talked about that. That's a big one today. So when you take sanctity of life, Christian marriage, and you take God given identity, you've got the three hottest topics over the last 20 years mm -hmm. with, with really in that order, the older being sanctity of life, sanctity of marriage and God given identity. Then finally, we talked about how worshiper being a worshiper and a tither and a server is really the beginning step for you beginning to do, do number seven, to be that passionate, faithful follower, and even better, being a truth walker. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. Um, and so we looked at these things, and what I want to get at real quick for just a second before we get into the, the last stage is as you look at these concepts, Apostles' Creed, the, the Big Eight Doctrines, uh, the definition of truth, 
where are you right now after this discussion? Where do you see uh, the the biggest steps that we need to make as Christians, as the Church of Jesus Christ, to kind of get the boat heading back in the direction of truth, getting back to the better? If we're off of the rock and we need to get back on the rock, what would be your first or second steps in getting your own life back instead and getting the church right and maybe even getting some of our community issues right because i believe the stumbling we're seeing in education today going away from god in families going away from god in the churches going away to progressive ideas away from god i believe all those started with steps off so my thinking is maybe we need to step back on how would you get us back there ben donna beth let's just hear from some wisdom from our panel hmm. what's a first step well, I mean, like, like I think I said in one of the previous podcasts, I think one of the most important thing that church can do today with all the, the distractions we've brought in is just returning to the basics and the simplicity of why we gather as the church to begin with. Um, you, you know, just sort of refine our hearts for for what worship looks like and reprioritize some things that have fallen out of order. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. If you if you were to you know and I and Ben I'm going back to my show notes from our first show on this and one of the early things you said about that is that we need to return to the basics. I mean that was that you yeah. said right off the bat that Donna said something very sec- similar to about basic measures mm-hmm. and if you're doing the refining thing, which is what God needs. God understands that we've all got dross, we've all got problems. We're all going to fall short. We're all going to mess up. Right. We're all going to need salvation. Jesus died for all. But refining fire actually, listen to this, it actually melts you and purges unrefined things from you. It pulls up the dross. And until you get that dross off, you won't have a reflective image that will reflect the the literal face and plan of God in your life so that others can see. We're designed to be a reflection of God, but when we get enough junk in our lives, it gets a little murky and the God gets a little absent. But the more we repent, the more that we begin to look like God, the more we return to the basics, the more we get refined, the more our heart begins to look like God's heart and and act like God's heart. So I think that's incredible. Any other thoughts on that, guys? I think we need to pray. And I don't mean in a fluffy, oh, I'll pray for you kind of way. I think we're so reactive right now in our society. Um, We go on the defensive, and I think we need to take a breath. And, and actually seek the Lord before we cast a vote, before we respond on Facebook, social media, before we make those decisions, we absolutely have to bring God into the conversation. We're trying to sometimes make decisions on our own, in our own strength, or rather in our own weakness too many times, and we leave God out. And so I think we need to seek him first, quite honestly, so that we make good decisions and good responses. Instead of being reactive, we can be more proactive. Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 6, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto him. Boom, that's all. So to do that, you'd have to pray. You'd have to get back to the basics, mm-hmm. get on your knees, get before God and say, hey, we got to pull this forward. Yeah. Don't, we, don't you agree there? Yeah. But then you also need to remember where you came from. Oh, absolutely. And that it was a process mm-hmm. and you needed people to be graceful yeah. with you and patient there but by the grace of god when i right. i think we miss Not the judgmental. grace and the mercy whenever we go on the attack right. we need to pray first right we tend to attack the people when i know i know mm. like when i talked about a couple episodes ago that 
I, I, I was kind of, I kind of bit at somebody on our food delivery route and I was actually biting them about the food that they weren't getting. And I was actually advocating for them, but my demeanor came off as I was biting at them mm-hmm. and it was all for them. And the next day when my wife explained, he was frustrated about this, but it just came off as he was mad at you, but he wasn't mad at you. He was mad for you, but you were just, I, I, I wasn't able to pause, like you said, and take that breath and pray for a minute and go, my brother, I, I'm not mad, but here I am. I got to get this fixed for you. So we need to pause. We, we need to take some breaths and we need to seek him first more and more. Right. I, I totally agree with that. Let me, let me, let me throw these out to you and this will get us into our big panel discussion. I, I want to kind of wrap this with these thoughts and I want you to really kind of just think of them as a lifesaver for a moment. Just kind of just roll it around your jaw a little bit here. Oh, by the way, um, crown brew is our wonderful sponsor. I'm drinking a cold <laughs> brew. Roll that around the jaw. That's so sweet. Crown Brew Coffee. Got Josh Benetton. Jared Gravitt took good care of us with some good cold brew. And by the way, you can get our on-the-dock mugs and put Crown Brew in that. Just reach out to Donna at info at onthedock.org. Check it out. We'd love to have you get one of those. Okay, here it is. You guys ready? The Holy Spirit has been given to us to have the power. Given to us. He said, I'll give you power. To be truth walkers. Not just to read the truth in the Bible, not just to acknowledge the truth, but even in this dark age that we're in, we're, we're past pro-life issues. We like give up on that. We've given up on sexuality and given up on marriage and we're past that now. And now Katie bar the door, everybody can be anything they want to be. And even LGBTQ has 20 more alphabet letters after it. Section that we're so broken down that, that a child in our school system locally says I'm an umbrella. And the teacher says, you're a fine little umbrella. And I'm serious about that. I identify as an umbrella. We're going to go, in the old days, that would have been psychiatric help needed. We need some counseling. Not now. We got to go along with it. Okay. Even in a dark age like the Roman times that we're in now, almost like Roman times, or our secular humanist times today, the Holy Spirit is here to help us get out of that. So we're going to look at that because I really think, listen, people are looking People on this podcast, on the dock, I believe they're here with us on the dock to get out into the deep, but they, they want to deal with some things first to figure out how to manage that deep water. And I think people are looking for something to stand on. I think people are looking for something to anchor their faith on. They're looking to, where is that rock I get back on? Which one's the real rock? Because they've got progressive church out there saying, well, this is the real church. And it doesn't look anything like the creed that we see. It doesn't look like anything like the eight values that we've showed. And they're, they're, they're confused. And we're going to talk about, Ben had a really good statement we're going to come back to in a minute about the confusion we see in our kids in our world today. And God wants us, people are looking for this stand on, anchor on, build on, and count on. And and they're looking for this. And number one, people aren't living on the foundation of God's absolute truth today. You can look around your neighborhood and there's very few people that you see a reflection of that that looks like they've been refined. And it's not that we can't get back there. All of us can get before God, get back to the basics, get on our knees, and we can begin to look like as a community, whether it's the church community of faith, whether it's our larger communities, we as Christians make up those communities. If we start shining like Christ, our schools, our communities, our local governments will start looking like the people of God again. We've got to get back to that because we're right now, we're, number one, we're not living that. Number two, we are being lured, lured into this veiled false truth of relativistic I think I got relativistic spelled wrong. Relativistic <laughs> truth 
We're being we're being veiled. It's like it, we'll talk about that in a minute too. That we're all being. It's like it's like it's in vogue to be a victim today, and your victimhood should be appreciated. And I understand victim if you're beat up. You, we want to take care of that. But everything that you think you are now, you're a victim, and you're better off being a victim a victim than you are a victor. And it just doesn't make any sense. When we took the trophies away from kids for competing in school 20 years ago, we made everybody victims. It's a bad thing. So I promise it's a dead end. When we don't let God take our lives, it, it leads to an eternity of hurt, a separation, and a disappointment beyond all imagination. Mm-hmm. If we don't get to the root of this, a lot of people are going to be really, really shocked. So let me let me, let me me open this up for a minute. We're going to dig into this for a second. And let me start with this. I want to get over to Ben. Ben, you made a comment in episode three in Foundations of Truth that we did on um, part two. You made a con struck and you're 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 a husband you're you're a father of of just some beautiful kids and i I just love to see them every day i love to see your daughter zion and what dress she's in each day she comes and twirls for me every time i see her i just love that and uh and you can just tell that they they just love the world but you were saying saying that that it's frustrating because what's happening in these constructs is confusing our kids will confuse our kids can you just articulate that and then, then tell us how to get one step away from the confusion back toward the rock? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, <clears throat> I think it's obviously going to be confusing for our kids because as Christians, we're telling them one thing and they go out into the world and they're being told it's a totally different thing. Right. So it's not uncommon. Like we're as Christians, we're called to be in the world, not of the world. Right. So, but it like when we're in the stage we're in where wrong is you know good's being called evil evil's being called good it's like it's it's going to make the job of parents more challenging right not only is good being called evil but evil's being called good and i think that's exactly on and and what's confusing here is they're not just somebody's doing it their teachers telling them the other the the person they're supposed to be you're the parent and the other person that should be another uh, adult figure to them, a leader to them, is directly contrasting your Christian faith and values in saying in, in the opposite. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and now they're yeah. in a quandary. Is mom and dad right, or is my teacher right? right. My teacher's supposed to be my teacher. Yeah. And my parents are my parents, but my parents, they're always my parents, and they can be cool or not cool, but my teacher is a teacher. Right. What do I do? How do we help our kids with that conflict today, what's the number one step that we might have to think about taking in these days ahead to get our kids out of the combat zone, the de- get them into a demilitarized zone, so to speak, so that they can at least begin to develop some identity without thinking their parents are crazy. Beth and I are struggling every day, even with our older kids, at making sure that they understand your parents are not your enemy. Right. Your parents, we look a little archaic and a little, little old fogey, but at the same time, we've been around a while. We've seen all this stuff in several different forms, and we've been to other countries where this has worked and not worked out good at all. How do we get back to where our kids trust us a little bit? Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know, but I know that if they're in a battle zone when they're at school, they can't be in a battle zone when they get home. Right. right. But but if, but if they're in a battle zone at school and they're being reprogrammed and they come home reprogrammed, then we spend another battle zone trying to deprogram. <laughs> Girls, I mean, ladies, you, you guys are mothers. What do we do? to deconfuse our kids and not keep them in the battle like a ping pong ball between our values and, and, and the values they're getting out in the world today. 
we we try to talk about God's word. Take take parents and teachers out of the equation and say, so what does God say? Because yeah. I can be wrong as a parent. I cannot articulate well. I can be biased. I can be wrong, and a teacher can too. But if we try to consistently point our kids back to the word, yeah, that is the true measure. And what does he say? Now, that that's really the thing that we can stand on if we begin to teach them that that's what they can stand on, even when they're confused, if they know that they can look back at the word and be like, okay, so. I like that. Right, yeah, well, they have to know mm-hmm. why they believe what they believe. Absolutely. And, and we have to teach them to be able to reason that out, mm-hmm. not just We won't always listen. be there. Right, right. Well, I like that because what that would mean was if God is the absolute truth and we would say, okay, I, you know, the parent says this, the teacher says this, Okay, I know you're confused because you're hearing two things, but let's all agree that God is a good, good father. Right. He has a plan for us. Let's go let God be the arbitrator of truth. Right. So if I'm wrong, I will repent, and, and your teacher's right. If your teacher's wrong, she, then she needs to repent. We can't make her repent, but right. but let's go. Let's get in the Bible. Show. Let's take a look at what God has to say. The one thing about it today is Google still has – you know, search engine, you can still look up scriptures. You can still look up things. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure it's the real thing when you find it. But you can get a concordance. You can get a Bible out. You can study and take a look at the subject and see what God says on it. Right. So maybe we're going to have to get our kids back in the word mm-hmm. and then give them the tools to make a decision based on what God's values are. And then help them see that I'm not fighting you on this. I'm not really against your right. teacher. Right. I'm just trying to live on the word of God mm-hmm. and be honored by God because God says the wages of sin is death and the gift of God's eternal life. I want the gift of God and I want you to have the blessing. I'm not trying to be a killjoy. I'm trying to Malachi. I'm trying to bring those blessings. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's really good. Let me throw. Let me throw another one out on the table real quick. Uh, this was really good, Donna. You said where we're going, and let's go on the same conversation. You said where we're going is dangerous. Oh. You said that in episode three, dangerous. And 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 you said the. You're just concerned. It's almost like you feel like we're going over a cliff. So tell me, tell me a little more about that, and tell me how to get us off the cliff. Talk us down. <laughs> I, I want to jump. It's a, I'm on a cliff. The negotiator. <laughs> you be the negotiator. Get get me off the cliff. Just save the world. Let's just solve it right here and right <laughs> now. Oh, what was that in reference to? We were talking about the frustration of confusing our kids, and and lot and there's and, and Ben had said there's lots of opinions, there's divergence, there's all these Christian views and diverging views, and then you said there's just so much danger oh, out there. Oh. There's so much out there that's kind of attracting us over and over against the things of right. God or over into the world things. Right. Well, when we begin compromising on so many elemental, fundamental uh, issues, principles, where, where are you going to stand? Um, the slide is pretty quick once you give up on creation and marriage and all of those things. What what have you got left? How far do you go? And, right. and, and here's the image. I'm going to give you the image the Lord just gave me. And it, I, I, it's kind of a strange image for the Lord. I just absolutely saw it. I don't know if this is even biblical these days, but this is what <laughs> God gave me. When you say dangers, I envision Templeton and Charlotte's Web and him getting ready to go out for his night of feasting in the thing. <laughs> you know, when he would go out and he just oh. eat, after the park would close, he would go through and eat and come in just foundered. Templeton with it that. was a rat. Templeton was a rat yeah. in Charlotte's Web, and he yeah. would go out and just, after the fair closed, he would eat everything left. Right. And it just, there's so much out there, and he could come in and barely move. There's so much out there, so much choice out there, so much confusion. I remember what this was in reference to specifically. This was about the alternative Christian faiths that are coming out there, out that are not all 
on the Apostles' Creed type of principles. They're waffling on different foundational principles and what I what we thought that was breeding in the Christian community. And you said confusion, and I said it, it was breeding danger because in the in end times, the elect was going to be lured away because they were going to get their ears tickled with whatever they thought they needed to hear, and we would be deceived as as Christians. And so if we really want to... Be on the right side whenever Jesus comes back. We really have to measure everything that we take in, whether it's a social media bombshell of a pastor that's got a giant following. You still have to listen carefully and measure that by the word. You have to. And and you can certainly not just take the word, but if you add the, if you take the creed, I used to teach all of our, our youth that if you learn the creed, you can go off to college and you can go to any church you right. want. You should go in that church. And if you hear something that triggers the creedal flag, mm-hmm. then you need to stop and ask, was was it a pun? Was Did I miss hear something? Was I texting when I should have been listening? But once you clarify, yeah, they, they don't believe in the virgin birth or it's relevant. Your flag needs to go up and you need yeah. to find a new location to go practice your faith. Right. Because technically... A church of Jesus Christ, whether you're at this church or that church, should have at its core the Apostles' Creed. It should not connive to that below that. That's the truth. And and what I think what you're saying, what's really dangerous today, there's so much choice out there, not just choice in the world, but even in the church, we have all this choice. And so what people are doing today is they're almost finding a faith that works for them versus mm-hmm. finding the rock that'll hold them regardless. And so we're, it's like designer faith. Mm-hmm. All this, we've got all these churches with all these different micro beliefs and you got to come back and ask our macro basis should be the same. How we play it, how it sounds, how we look, the, the swing of the music, all that's flexible. Right. But we should at the core have that creedal faith, the word of God. And and I think we really need to go back and take a look at that. We got to quit finding the tickling ear or, or making our faith work for you through something that, that fits my shoe. We need to fit into God's footprint for our life. You know, and I keep thinking about, you know, the scriptures about running the race and run mm-hmm. a good race. Mm-hmm. If you're going to run a race, if you're going to run on a marathon, there are certain things that you have to do to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. And you can choose not to do those things, but then you're going to suffer the consequences. Right. You know, you're not going to finish well. Mm-hmm. And that's what life really is, is it's just a long race. And that's mm-hmm. all this all the standards that God has set up for us is just to help us finish the race. Right. You know, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a long-term thing. It's not, it's not about short-term pleasure. It's, it's about preparing. I, I think if, if you mm-hmm. take the creed and we get back to learning that, even if your church doesn't use that regularly, go check with your pastor, find out whether your, your church believes in that creed, accepts the teachings of the creed itself, get past the, the Holy Catholic church thing, understand that's the whole church. Right. But, but you need to look at that. If not, you need to find a place that celebrates that in a sense that they understand that doctrine. But, but when you find a church that's working for you in a sense that it's the real foundation of God, then it's going to build you up where you are. It's not going to try to associate with where you, it's not going to come to you. You're going to have to go to God. God's foundation is firm. It's been there. Yeah. And, and Beth, you mentioned going off that, that when there's no absolute truth in that same conversation, there's no security. Mm-hmm. How do we get back to absolute truth? Do we, do we need to, we need to look, do we, do we need to examine a little bit more clearly to make sure what we're living on is truly bedrock? You know, it, what helps us get back to that point of being secure in our decisions on how we're going to live our faith, where we're going to go to celebrate our faith and those kind of things. Well, it's like Dinah said, you've got to be sure that it lines up with the word. And 
you've got to be in the word to know if it lines up or <laughs> right, not. Right. You know, you need to be in it daily. You and I don't think it's something you need to just accept and... from your pastor either. I no. think you need to be in it yourself to recognize the difference. Right. My pastor, when I was, you know, spent most of my time at the church, I was, when I grew up in the church, my pastor always said, look it up for yourself. Read this Bible for yourself. Mm-hmm. Be familiar with it. Know what it says. Mm-hmm. Don't take my word for it. Mm-hmm. He said, don't take anybody's word for it. You should know. You should read right. it. Mm-hmm. I know I know that, that we all attend here in this group, Community Faith Church, and, and we're going to have many other people from other churches on. A lot of our partners are going to be in here. And, and, and the people we put at this table are going to be people that share our faith, whether they're from this church or that church. Because on the dock, we're, we're going to put friends here talking. They're going to help you get out in the deep. We're not going to sink you. I, pr- I promise that. But, but I think in saying that, I'm obsessed when I preach. You guys know that, that if I put a point out, there's going to be a scripture come behind it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to, I mean, I probably use more text than anybody that ever has because I don't really want, even when we've taught this, I'm not going to be using text all the time as we teach here on the dock because a lot of this discussion we're going to, but, but we have, when I put out a point like foundational doctrine or we put out sanctity of life, I'm going to back that up with scripture, right? you know, Mm -hmm. and there, and I'm not just using one. There could be many more. I, I try to go get one of those core ones that you can't you can't argue with on the life. He says, "Do not murder." Mm-hmm. You can define abortion any way you want, but it's killing a child. Yeah. You know, I, you, you can tell me about the circumstance and the suffering of the mother and all those things, and I can say, "Yeah, that's a tough thing," but we can come up with some other solutions that don't cost a life. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, as a church, need to be prepared to stand up and offer those solutions, mm-hmm. so a mother has a way out. And there's, it's not the scarlet S. It needs to be. It needs to be. There needs to be. We need to put our money where our mouth is. We need to help yeah. raise that child if necessary. Uh, help with adoptions. Right. Support the mother. If Support the mother. The you know, because we've all making mistakes. I mean, right. there's a lot of people that could have children that you know you know so we've all made mistakes it doesn't make that unpardonable the only thing unpardonable is when we don't recognize the grace of god right and i think what we've got to do is figure out how to get back to absolute truth we got to examine our faith better make sure it stands on scripture i think we're all saying maybe on our kid argument we've got to like you said we got to go find the truth and let let god help us negotiate it mm-hmm. okay yeah. let, let, let me let me jump to another piece here because this was good I, I threw this out and that's, that's what makes it good because i threw it out um <laughs> is instant gratification our instant gratification i think actually donna started the conversation that we're a very instant gratification society and then i kind of threw in the fact that we've we've kind of a, we got to where we kind of abandon and eject and, and as soon as we don't like a marriage we don't like this we don't like the job we just eject it and start over we do a do-over and 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 what's happened is we create a lot of baggage in doing that we don't really heal the wound we just keep busy enough juggling something new that we don't remember the wound, but the scar's still there. And so what we have is no conflict resolution skills. Right. People, marriages don't have conflict resolution skills. People working in jobs don't. People in the same churches don't. And so we don't get, we don't resolve the, say Ben and I have a problem rather than us go having the coffee at Crown Brute and working through the problem together. We just say, well, I'll go to another church where I don't have to see his mug, you know? That doesn't help the body of Christ. That divides the body of Christ. Well, the Bible says if we got a problem with a brother, go, go hang out with them. Well, it's almost like we're not even allowed to have conflict right now. Like, exactly. Like, well, well, no, because everybody's right. Right, right. If and, there's a conflict, you're, yeah. But you the, can't disagree. You can't no. disagree. But the Bible, no debate. No. But the Bible tells us you can't have conflict, and how you deal with it is you go talk to your brother, and probably it's miscommunication. You misunderstood. And you just need to work back through it because the devil's a father of lies. He's going to communicate things. Right. And he's in all that stuff. So if you get back to it, almost every time I've had problems with people, when you sit down with them, 
somebody misheard you or, or, or they thought I was mad at them when I was really mad about the meal. Mm -hmm. and, and I projected wrong and I just need to repent for my behavior. And, and I'm sorry that didn't mean right. to come to you. I was misguided at the moment. I was trying to do the right thing. I did it the wrong way. You Doesn't, know, and I think that's an important thing to remember with our kids too. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes us more real to our kids is if we're humble about absolutely you know when we make mistakes mm -hmm. we also need to be ready to tell them that we're sorry we and need to we model wrong. Yeah, yeah we need to model that right behavior. but to right. do the model to do the model and do the right thing means we have to do the deep work of acknowledging we're wrong or, or acknowledging that god's got a better way and we got to step up out of our mire back onto his way right we've got to model we got to work through it we got to go repent we, i got to go tell ben hey i'm sorry brother i was just out of line right we'd have to we have change mm -hmm. and i'm, I'm going to I've got a book that I've been working on that I've been reading. And I'll tell you more about it later, but it's a book called deep work. And it's, it's by, I think Cal Newton as I, I mean, got the name wrong, but, uh, it's an incredible book and I've been reading it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a Christian book, but it's a book about, uh, secular function and how jobs function. And he talks about, it's tougher to do the deep work. The deep work requires thought and time mm -hmm. and lack of phone distraction. It, relationship takes time and energy and focus. Mm -hmm. And we're so distracted with everything, instant gratification mm -hmm. and, and 12 bells going off and notification going off. By the way, hit notification if you like this podcast. <laughs> All right. These plugs. These plugs. And they're, they're killing me. I know. It. We need it for this. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But, and, but, but then when you get in your quiet time with God, turn it off. Turn the podcast off. Just focus on God. But at the same time, Deep work talks about how we have to work to do that. And we've lost that as a society. Yeah. It's not even just talking about spiritually. It's talking about the whole society. Mm -hmm. And now we are in a frenetic shallowness where all we know is the shallow thing and the quick thing and the easy thing. And all we're doing is making ourselves, and I'm going to turn to this last discussion. We got about, well, about six, seven minutes. We're going to try to wrap up. But we're going to turn into this whole next discussion where we're really, if you think about it, because we won't do the work, we won't resolve the conflict, we're having to run all over the place to avoid people we don't want to heal up with now we're divided in the church we're divided amongst progressives and conservatives we're divided amongst conservative churches because we don't really follow through things our kids are separated from us because we don't work through the problems right and that's and where satan work. wants us to be he wants mm -hmm. us divided highly divided oh, yeah. and, and, because and, then he can do his work mm -hmm. he's more effective isolation way. right mm -hmm. and, and we were, we were what, what's the term that they used uh, that, that our friend used sectionality is that in, what intersectionality. intersectionality we will come back and do a show on that because the devil's using that across the world spectrum right now yeah. yes. but it's highly being used inside the church and even beyond yes. and the whole deal is to divide us apart yeah. in such a way mm -hmm. that we can never call each other brother and sister right and 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 gosh that is not who we are no I mean, that's Cain and Abel killing each other in the fight there mm -hmm. when he says, where is your brother? I'm not my brother's keeper. We are our brother's keeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, are our, we are part of the family of God, and we are being deceived on that. As much as Eve was deceived in the garden with the fruit, we're being deceived on the fact that we are not brothers and sisters in Christ right. and owe each other the benefit of the doubt. I yes. tell people all the time, why don't we give each other the benefit of the doubt? We need right. to work on that. Mm -hmm. But part of it is it requires deep work. To give you the benefit of the doubt, I have to back off my agenda, my issues, and go, I could be wrong, and even if I'm not wrong, let me reflect on it. Let me take a pause for a moment and think about this and right. see if we can find the truth of Christ again. Maybe we could just say, hey, we don't agree, but could we just pray together? And let's get back in the word together. And and I'm going to trust the Lord to show you and me. Yeah, Can it's we like we're not even allowed to agree to disagree anymore. Right. It's like, no. And we, and we may just we have to that. agree that we're going to walk down the road a little bit. And, and I love you enough that I can walk with you. And I can, this, I'll let this go. Right. I mean, let it go. Live and let yeah. live. Yeah. We don't, we yeah. don't have that. No. I, no. I find that we, you said this, Donna, and this will be our last piece here. 
I, you said that we're a very self-centered society mm-hmm. and we don't acknowledge divine authority. Right. And as a result, Beth, you added to that, we are getting very desensitized. Calloused is even better. He's against me. They're against me. And as a result, everybody's kind of going into their own little little turtle shells, and it's really bad. So just tell me what you, how do we get people away from the self-centered role in, in a world where everybody says you're on stage and you can be whatever you want to be? You can have the lead role, whatever you want to call the lead role. You don't even have to be a, a role. You can be an inanimate object. I'm a teapot. And how do we get away from that and get back to seeing God not against us, but he's for me and who he created me to be? Mm-hmm. Well, we have to become Christ-centered instead of self-centered. As, as followers, we, we have to step out of the middle of our ego and put Christ in that space. And as far as dealing with other people, I... I think that we really have to ask God specifically for a heart, his heart for humanity yeah. and try to see yeah. people the way he sees them because I, I get jaded. I get jaded mm-hmm. and, and, and judgmental, and I convict myself all the time about it, and I know that I do that. And it's important to recognize that kind of thing and be willing to say, okay, God, show me this person the way you want me to see them because right. – I don't think I can deal with them fairly or mm-hmm. I can't reflect Jesus to them. I can't be a good example. Mm-hmm. I can't be a good Jesus in this situation without your eyes because I don't have it in me to right. do it. And so I think we have to allow ourselves to be corrected and rebuked yeah. and recalibrated so that we try to see people in a human way. It'll it'll help bring the mercy and the grace in yes. whenever we try to just throw a Bible at them or shut the door in their faces or avoid the conflict and say, well, I'm just not going to face this issue. I'm done. I'm going to block that person. I'm, I just don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And there may be a time when somebody's a negative influence on us so bad that we well, do sure. need to block them. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that you right. just have to go, hey, I, 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 I respect your free will, yeah. and they're in conflict, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pray for you down the road. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you can separate fairly and friendly right and, and, and without hurting somebody or harming mm-hmm. and respecting their choice right. I, I think that we're going to be making more decisions like that down the road yeah. as it's the roads are so divergent sometimes you just have to say hey ask for me in my house we're going to do this we respect your right but you, you mentioned ben that choice is there but the world is pushing us to comply. Mm. We're, we're not going to be able to comply with some of this stuff. Right. So how do we, how do we, how do we deal with this in a Christ centered way? I like what you said about get away from self-centeredness by going to Christ centeredness. That makes a lot of sense. And, and that'll help us let us see our lives through Christ. What would Christ do for me? What would Christ want me to do? How, if I live my life through Christ's lens, what I do, but, but more important, how do we do it Christ like in a world where we're now seen as, maybe being uh, forced to comply or else we're renegades or benditos. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point you kind of have to draw a line in the sand and place your feet down on the rock, not Dwayne Johnson, but because you know. <laughs> <laughs> what the rock is cooking. <laughs> Can you smell it? No. Little Can levity. You sm- yeah. I love that. <laughs> but, but yeah, you, I mean, at some point you're going to have to find where that, where that is and, place your feet down and not be moved and and i like what daniel did with uh king nebuchadnezzar he quickly said to you know king do what you have to do i understand if i got to go in the lion's den i understand if our friends have to go in the furnace we're not going to put you through a lot of stuff you have a right to judge us that way 
but, but I can't comply with this. Right. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with putting your feet down and no. drawing the line in the sand. Yeah. There's not there's nothing wrong with that. And and you're not telling the other person that they have to comply with you. And I think that's what happens mm-hmm. um, to Christians a lot. We get mm-hmm. accused of being judgmental and dogmatic. Well, really, if you're living like Christ, what you're really doing is telling people, yeah, you can live the way you want to. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You know, some of some of Paul's some of Paul's best ministry was done in prison. You may think there may be a day and time comes when my unwillingness to do a a a wedding that I would consider outside the bounds of Christianity, me a husband and wife that we're getting wanting to become one, and be your choice. My choice as as a a pastor. I'm a Mm -hmm. pastor. We're we're not going to do this kind of marriage in this place. There may be a day where I'm arrested for that. Right. There are pastors. Everybody else is has freedom of choice, but we don't. Right. But if, if I can't do that wedding and I go to jail, it, has God abandoned me? Or maybe my best days are coming. Yeah. Maybe prison ministry is my prison ministry. I don't know. I'm going to have to trust God to do the right thing in the right way and know the Holy Spirit will work that out for me. Right. I was going to say, I think, too, yeah, we got to plant our feet when it's pitted against us. But also there's certain things I think we have to fight for. And yeah. Like, for instance, this is a, this is a weird – it's a weird example because – I went to this high school. This was less than 10 years ago, eight years ago. I don't, I'm 26, so eight Do years the ago. math. <laughs> Anyways, I went to this high school, and I was, um, man, at choir concerts and stuff, I would do solos or whatever, and I would sometimes sing. I know there was multiple occasions where I would sing an overtly Christian song. Uh-huh. Like I sang Love Came Down by Brian Johnson at right. one of our, our, our concerts. Just a few months ago, I read on Facebook, there was a, a girl who, she goes, she's a Christian family back in my hometown, and she, for her graduation song, wanted to sing a solo, don't remember what the song was, but it was a Christian song uh-huh. that was sung by some church, and it went up the administration ladder, and the school told her she couldn't sing it because it was a religious song, it was All a Christian right. I, I don't know the exact details, but they didn't want her to sing it mm-hmm. because it was overtly religious and Christian. Mm-hmm. And so they had to take it to court. I mean, they had to right. run it all the way up to the top before it was finally like, or, or maybe they were threatening like with lawyers and something like that. And, and finally, I think the, the school was convinced that, no, they need to be able, there needs to be some religious freedom. She ended up being able to sing the song, mm-hmm. which was like, a, but like, just to think, eight years ago, yeah, it was a non-issue. Yeah, non. Yeah. It was a non-issue. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, we're called to be a peculiar people. We need to have the courage to be able to stand when it is time to stand. Yeah. Right. And that may mean we don't get as many likes on Facebook. We may get some people who unfriend us. But you know, that's all right. Yeah. We we need to be okay with that. We don't need everyone to like us. We don't have to bend over backwards for everyone to like us. And that is another thing of seeking approval from everyone else. I think that's another reason why the Christian community has done some waffling on yes. things is because they want they want to be inclusive and they right. want everyone to to like them. And we're not supposed to be popular. Mm-hmm. We are called to be a peculiar people. And that is strange and different. We're in the world, but not of the world. So it's really our place in, in mm-hmm. God's kingdom is to be set apart, to be different. And we've got to be have the courage to do it. Right. Very cool. Let me let me see if I can summarize this up and we'll wrap up this uh, 
whole foundation of truth thing, but I, I, I hear these, this is your closing arguments. Ben, you're saying let's return to the basics. Let's refine our hearts. Let's let God get us back in tune. Sound good? See first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. There you go. Donna says, let's stop and pray first. Let's quit being so reactive. Let's pause. Let's bring God into the conversation and let's seek him first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And Don, I like what you said, Don, on this. Let's get God to get in and arbitrate some of these things for us. Let's get in the word. Mm-hmm. Let's dig into it and, and see what God's going to do. And I think we've got it. It comes back to, will, will, will we let God be the truth? I am the way and the truth and the life. Will we let God be who he is? And if we do, that's the way to the Father. Matter of fact, it's the only way to the Father. Yeah. So it, that's a challenge. We just have to let God. I think Beth said something really good, and I'll close with that because Mother Beth, she says, she said way back in, in our episode, she said, the way of God, the truth, it just, it is. God, it just, it, it is the truth. And we just got to come to the conclusion, will we accept that the true things of God are the true things of God. Right. Let me give you my final point of view and we'll, we'll, we'll get out of this. Here's what I want to just challenge you at on the dock. Listen, you've got to decide whether you'll be known as a truth talker. We all have to decide that that's our free will choice or whether we're going to be truth walkers. That decision's ours. That's part of the free will gift of God that we get to decide whether we're going to just talk like, Oh, you know, this is my truth. This is your truth. Or whether we're going to be really people that walk out, the way of God and get to the finish line and meet God and spend time with God for eternity. That is our decision. And then understand truth is the very character of God. So Mm -hmm. God is no matter if we try to do our own truth, it's always going to be contraband. It's always going to be counterfeit. Mm -hmm. God knows his own truth. We're not going to squeak past God. We're not going to, we might squeak past my church or your church or your pastor or your mom or your dad or your husband or your, you might squeak past them. But when you stand before God, it will be unadulterated. He knows your heart. He knows your mind and he is very graceful he understands your situation. He can factor in where your heart was all along. But in the end, it comes down to, do you have a heart inclined to the thing of God? Right. You know, and truth is the very character and heart and will of God. And I want to wrap up with this. Listen to this. This is St. Augustine. I think it's some of the best things. If you, if you can learn how to live in the truth, you, you listen, that's the challenge for the church today. It, it's hostile right now to live in the truth. It's hostile to try to do the right thing because we feel threatened by society, feel threatened by government, by our teachers, by everybody's kind of confused. And we're going to come back and talk about a lot of those things on the dock. But the, one of the very early church fathers, St. Augustine, go look him up. had a great word to say. He says this, he says, the truth, listen to this, is like a lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The lion, the truth is God, the logos. In the beginning, he knew us, he created us. The truth is like a lion. And you don't, we don't have to defend God's truth. Mm -hmm. We don't have to defend God's sanctity of Mm -hmm. life, the sanctity of marriage, the sanctity of, he created the male and female. We don't have to defend that. We just have to let it loose in our own lives demonstrate it with our own witness and our own families and raise our children and our, our families in admonition of the Lord. It says that as for Joshua, Joshua said, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord. That didn't mean everybody else did. That mean they did. Right. And, and let that stand for itself because he says, truth is like a line. You don't have to defend it. Let it loose and it will defend itself. Yeah. In the end of this, we all will stand before God and the truth will be known 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets to the Father except by me. Every one of us will stand, and by the grace of God, we'll be examined. Mm -hmm. And he will call those in that have humbly and successfully repented and invited them him into their lives, knowing our flaws, knowing our failures, he's ready to redeem us. And he's wanting to get everybody. So if you're out there, I just want to say this to you. I hope you've enjoyed this series. I want you to go back and listen to episode two, three, four, five, and six, and and look at that. And we, we don't want you to live out there. We want you to get back on the truth and living in the truth and getting into the things of God. You don't have to defend God. Just get to know that truth. Get on it. Let him refine you and get you out doing the things. That'll get you out there doing things. Don't you agree? You guys have done a great job on this. Thank you guys so much for being an incredible panel for this. You guys have done a great job. This is our inaugural show. And uh, we're going to put this one in the books in a minute. We want to thank Crown Brew for providing some good drinks on the table. And uh, let me just do a few wrap-up things here. If you want to join us, you can find out more about our On the Dock program here. You can go to onthedock.org, find out a lot more about us, find out about all our platform partners. You can also email us at info at onthedock.org, and you can get so much more about us by doing that. And if you know how to kill spiders or something to eat spiders, go ahead and email Don about that. And then check us out on all our social media sites. Uh, the social media sites are on the bottom right corner, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Telegram and Twitter. And if on those sites, if you've got any comments, things for us, you just want to share how you feel about things, uh, be nice. We want nice things. We can take criticism, but be nice about it as you do it. Uh, Feel free to communicate with us. We look at those things and they'll help shape future episodes. And always check us out on YouTube iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, SermonNet. Those are all our platform partners. And if you would, go there now, subscribe and like and make some comments. Tell us how you like the program and share it with other people. And mostly, if you want to be a partner of On The Dock, go to our Patreon site. You can go to our website and click over there. You can go to Patreon and look up On The Dock. We'd love to have you as a partner. We'd love to have you as a sponsor for one of our shows. And by the way, if you are struggling in your faith and you'd like to get connected and you're not already going to church, we want you to go to church. Make sure you're going to a church that uses the creed in some way that teaches that foundation. And we want you to be blessed. That. But if you're not, and you're looking for a church home and you live in our region. We'd love to have you at community faith church. That's our host church here. And you can join us live at 10 o'clock on Sunday, six 30 on Wednesdays. We'd love to have you. And uh, we're, we're, we're able to be found. If you want to watch us, if you can't get here, you're away, you're out of the area. You can watch us at coftv.com. We have a, a browser that you you can watch. You can also go to YouTube, Community Faith Church channel, also Facebook and Roku and Sermon that you look up Community Faith Church, you'll find us. We'd love to have you here anytime. We want to thank you for joining us on the dock. Again, panel, thank you so much. As we close up on the foundation of truth, thank you for your time. And we love having you guys here. It's been great. It was fun. Was it fun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it too painful? No? 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 Good, good. Good, Ben? Rock's kicking. You did good. You know, I thought Mother Beth rocked it. Oh, yeah. She absolutely, Dwayne Johnson did. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for joining us. Look for us on some other podcasts coming up real soon. We'll be sitting here on the dock waiting for you to join us again.